Today on episode 54 of the Home of Play podcast, our first look at the next PlayStation VR controllers. Jade Raymond opens up a new studio to develop new IP exclusive for Sony, and our reaction to the Square Enix Presents Spring 2021 show. All that and more. <laughs> Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome back to episode 54 of the Home of Play podcast. Where every Monday, the three best friends join forces to give you all the latest in PlayStation rumors, news, reviews, and that is because we are the true PlayStation fans. That is right, I said three. Curtis is back. No more mono for Curtis. <clears throat> I'm your host, Steve, and with me, I'm joined by the King of Platinum Trophies himself, Christopher. Huh? <laughs> with, huh? We also have the 60 frames of Curtis. Huh? <laughs> Oh, we love life. The Home of Play podcast is a self-supported podcast. We include any of that bias or paid-for opinion stuff that you do not need here. Because of this, that allows us to bring you the PlayStation news you need or want to know. All of our content is free for you to enjoy at your leisure. We only ask that you help support the show by visiting the YouTube channel, which can be found by searching the Home of Play podcast. Once there, please feel free to hit the subscribe button. Maybe you can give us a like on the video. Show the spirit movie winky wink face. If you're already hearing our beautiful voices through the magic of our YouTube channel, then guess what? We are a podcast, and that means you can find us on all your favorite podcast services of choice, such as Spotify, Apple, or Amazon. Every month we're growing, it's all because you lovely gaming homies helping to spread the cost of the power of word of mouth. If you have any comments, questions, complaints, we want to hear from you. Please leave any of those on the YouTube videos, and then we can read your questions on the show or alone in private while we talk about the new handy-dandy VR controllers. On today's episode, we have nine news articles to discuss, but first, as always, let us begin with what we've been up to this last week, and Curse has been gone for a long time, so we start with Coitus. I've done nothing. That's not true. That's not accurate at all. I have... Mono's not nothing. Uh, what? Where, where are you getting this mono from? <laughs> huh? You kiss strange girls at the play park, you're going to get strange diseases, okay? Get out of here. Uh, silly. No, been uh, just... Not not too, too, too much. Just a little bit more dabbling in Valheim. We've been more so just building up a new castle because we haven't found a, a rune for that last boss yet. So that's kind of a struggle right now. So we're just, yeah, gearing up, trying to make ourselves stronger, level up all the black metal stuff, and then just got yeah, distracted building a massive castle. Other than that, uh, something came out on thursday yeah thursday this past thursday some would even use the term yesterday but then but then it breaks it's not monday <laughs> it's not monday anymore now now we're on friday that's that you, true you, you broke the, the immersion but the immersion uh, the illusion the illusion but yes that illusion being uh doom eternal's second story campaign dlc came out yesterday the ancient gods part two so i've been playing that just a little bit before we started recording and oh boy it's uh <laughs> it's it's fun it's hard but it's fun i'm much is it enjoying. easier with your new monitor it is slightly easier because you know all that response time that 240 hertz which i'm not hitting i was gonna say frames, just your peripheral you know it definitely helps to be able to see things coming from you know outside the typical viewing yeah. area but just the, honestly, the response time is better because playing at 144 frames compared to 60 frames is much, 
much nicer. But no, it's it's hard. It's brutally hard. Especially since they add new mechanics every time, so you have to remember, oh, this enemy can only be damaged with this weapon, and this new weapon that they introduced is another way to get resources, so it kind of helps out with ammo management and shields and health and all that, but there's still so much going on. They throw out, like, 50 enemies at you. It's ridiculous. I'm assuming that is everything you did? I nod. Okay. <laughs> so not so podcasts. that everybody could hear. <laughs> exactly. He nodded so hard you could hear the wind move around his head. Uh, okay, Chris, what did you do? Uh, kind of a lot of the same as usual. I haven't been digging into anything too steadily. Uh, turned on Valhalla for like 30 minutes and then didn't feel like playing it. <laughs> it's hard uh, when you have Valhalla and Valheim at the same time. I know. You know? Uh, Valheim, we finished the last boss. Uh, just info for Curtis. We never found the rune stone either for the final boss, but we found the location for it just randomly. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's you'll know it when you see it because it's, yeah, it's it probably stands out compared to the rest yeah. of the planes. Yes, it's and it's in the planes, obviously. So, uh, the last boss was actually probably my favorite boss. It's pretty, pretty badass. It was pretty cool. And now, who knows when we'll play that game again. So, <laughs> um, And then just a lot of the random multiplayer stuff. More Valorant. Uh, more Wreckfest. Um, tabletop Simulator. Still playing Gloomhaven, so that's good. Um, Resident Evil 2. Uh, I started the Jill... Oh, not Jill, sorry. Claire um, uh, second run mode. Um, just flying through that randomly. Prison Architect again a little bit. Um, just when you're bored and it's easy to play on the laptop when you're watching TV kind of in the background type thing. Uh, and then the other one I picked up this week uh, on Steam. Um, you probably heard of it, but Loop Hero. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's super addicting. Um, I don't know if Steve would like it because he doesn't really like old looking games. <laughs> I don't. I don't see him. I could see him getting hooked for a little bit, but then you'd be like, "Yeah, no, this is the same thing." Probably. But I do have ADD. If you if you don't know what Loop Hero is, it's the game that uh, just got developed by a company called Four Quarters, uh, published by Devolver Digital. Uh, and um, yeah, you essentially, you, it's kind of it's very roguelike. The w map generates randomly. It's a road. And you just keep traveling, doing loops on the road, hence the name. And the combat's all like auto done, but you you get map tiles and you make the world, which is kind of cool. And you just try to get loot and try to beat the boss. There's a bit of a story, which is good. Um, and then you have like a big town that you develop with the loot that you get, which it just adds more mechanics to the game, which is pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I got that like two days ago, and I think I already have like eight ten hours in it it's just super addicting it's just one more loop one more loop one more loop um and apart from that on console the only other thing i really played i played a little bit more of a uh, immortals phoenix rising just slowly chipping away at that one when i i mean they're so i mean the games are different but a ubisoft game is a ubisoft game so <laughs> it's, it's the same formula just different skin essentially so that's pretty much been my week of gaming. So how about you, Steve? What have you been playing this week? Uh, 
not too much. Uh, a lot like last week. I just I can't seem to find what I want to play, so I'm not really playing much at all. I did go back to Little Nightmare and uh, I completed it. it. I didn't realize how short it is. Um, so I think I beat it in like two, two and a half hours, something like that. And I liked it. Like, I, you know, with a lot of indie games, I do feel like there's unique and interesting things, but there's also issues. Like I do feel like some of the movement is glitchy and I, I found like my character got caught in a lot of stuff. Um, but then when it does work, it really succeeds. I, I do think it had that like creepy factor. Like when you're running from things, you're like, Oh, like shit. Like I feel this, like I'm, you know, my heart rate's going like, this is crazy. And these monsters are creepy as all F like, uh, so they did a good job atmospherically completely. So I, I thought that was cool. I like that. It doesn't really have a story, but you kind of can sort of piece something together and it's really messed up place. It reminded me a lot. Ooh, shoot. What did it remind me of it? Almost like spirited away in a sense that there's just these grotesque things that make no sense and they're just there and you just accept it. And how do you do? And then the ending was all messed up. I didn't kind of saw it coming, but not really. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, so yeah, I like it. I'm motivated to, uh, at one point when it goes on sale, I think I'll pick up uh, Little Nightmares 2. Uh, you know, get a little more time. I, I am interested in that. So that, I don't know, that Untitled Goose game, like I played two indies this year. So that's 200% over last. So, you know, <laughs> it's, a, it's a successful year for indie games. But uh, otherwise, yeah, I couldn't really find anything to do. And let's face it, I try to watch Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League, his uh, Snyder cut, and uh, that almost eats up my entire week as itself. So four hour and two minute runtime. And I even that I only got halfway through. And I don't know, I wouldn't I would tell someone it's not worth investing in, in the sense that like, don't seek it out if you have to pay for it. I have HBO Max. So it's like, okay, it's free. Great. Let's look at these really awkward choices he made. Not really a spoiler. It's in the first three seconds, but Superman's scream goes on for like what feels like eight minutes and you just watch it echo all over the world. But it's the same noise over and over and over. And I was just like, there's a reason Whedon probably pulled these scenes out, guys. <laughs> like maybe, maybe what Whedon did wasn't all bad says the girl singing on the shoreline with like smelling Jason Momoa's sweater. What is going on? Anyway, that's enough of non-video game news. I say we get into it. We got nine news articles like I discussed before. So numerical order dictates we start with number one. Another one bites the dust. This one comes from Kotaku. In the wake of news that Sony Japan Studio is reorganizing, another producer has left the company. This time it's Masami Yamamoto, uh, who made his debut as a producer on the Tenchu series, which I used to love. I remember on the original PlayStation, oh, Tenchu is so good. I think I think I really like two, if I'm remembering, remembering yeah. correctly. I would replay the first level probably a hundred times. Oh, yeah, but try anyway, to back. do everything, yeah. Yeah, I digress. Yamoto would go on to work on a number of, in t a number of titles, sorry, including Tokyo Jungle, Soul Sacrifice, and Bloodborne. Ooh, yeah, Bloodborne. On Twitter, Yamamoto revealed that he left Japan Studio on February 28th, bringing a close to a 25-year career, holy crap, at Sony. And this is in quotes, Well, from now on, I can make games for any platform, he wrote. What a strange sensation. As Kotaku previously reported, a number of high-profile creators have left Japan Studio in an official statement. Sony wrote that it will, sorry, that it was reorganizing the studio in order to further strengthen business opportunities. Uh, sorry, operations, I cannot read. Anyway, what are your thoughts, boys? We lost another good man. 
Yeah. I mean, restructuring it sucks. So, I mean, he's, but I mean, in this case, he's choosing to leave. So, I mean, that's hopefully him leaving will hopefully probably benefit somebody else from potentially not getting cut. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, yeah, hopefully it's like, you know what? I've been here 25 years. I'll step back, not retire, but move on to other things so that the person who's probably you've been mentoring could maybe step up. But yeah, let's, uh. I'm excited to see what he'll do. He's the games that he's worked on have been fairly, fairly different in style. So he definitely has a breadth of knowledge. So that kind of sucks. But yeah, if there's a different studio that picks him up, or maybe he'll make his own, and not having to deal with, not necessarily saying that working for Sony would be a bad thing, but being able to broaden your horizons is always a a good thing for people to experience so be interested to see what he does yeah uh you know it sucks to lose anyone but i agree with you guys he he did his time right 25 years uh maybe wants to go a little slower maybe wants to change things up and like you said he can make games for any platform uh and it's probably going to free up what he can make and what he can work on so i say more power to him as long as this is like you know a mutual agreement between the two like i hope it's not just being forced out you know um but it sounds like he's optimistic, which makes me optimistic. And yeah, I'm I'm always for more games out there, more better, right? So I'm interested in what he means by for any platform. Like, does he want to make games for Xbox or does he mean PC? Like, or does I, he I, mean Stadia? It's probably both, honestly. <laughs> yeah, definitely not Stadia. Um, but I do think it it's everything, right? Like when you, you're so- Sony Japan, like guess what you're making games for? Yeah. Um. So I just feel like it's him finally getting to understand. It's like, oh, like I have choice, and maybe that's good, maybe that's bad, and it's just I'm a free agent. Let's go. Let's see what if what offers hit the table, right? Maybe he'll steal the code for Bloodborne and get it on PC. <laughs> <laughs> Put a fifty frames per second patch <laughs> on it. Yeah, because I don't know, like that, and I just feel like Microsoft has seemingly rumors are that they're looking in the Japan, you know area so maybe maybe this job offer is coming his way i don't know so yeah that's not a big article but we move on to yet more sony news this one's number two take it away chris sony says goodbye to communities this one comes from tech radar sony is shutting down another ps4 feature next month as part of an ongoing update for the last gen console the playstation communities feature is to be axed in april according to an email sent to playstation 4 owners Communities allowed for PS4 players with shared interests to come together to play games, form parties, share screenshots, and chat about topics related to their interests. This is the second PS4 feature we've seen Sony remove recently. Uh, Earlier this month, the company announced that users will no longer be able to rent or purchase movies or TV shows from the PlayStation Store uh, when using the PS5, PS4, or PS4 Pro. Um, the one thing I want to point out is that, like, it feels like some people feel like PS4 is getting targeted, where they're, it's like they're targeting people who didn't upgrade to the PS5 and removing features. But these features, as far as I know, aren't on the PS5 either, right? Like, no. I don't think there's, there is no communities on PS5. So the people that feel like you're getting targeted by this, just know that it's not like PlayStation 5's like the beautiful brighter side of things we don't have that feature either 
No, um, we were upset that you had more features than us, so we took it away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we went back and struck it down. Um, what do you guys uh, feel about this? To, for me, uh, I never really used it. I clicked on it once or twice, and you see some of like the big popular people and their channels and their communities that they've set up. But I never used it. I, as far as what I've searched online, I don't think it was like a popular feature by any means. Like there's people that used it, but I don't know. How about you guys? I only had two friends on my PlayStation never on and it wasn't <laughs> either of you guys. So can you take away the friends? I just want I just have two friends. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> so like I never even used the feature to begin with. But is it? Is it just something to save bandwidth because it's all network usage and are they just trying to make their network a little more stable for other services? I just assume it wasn't worth the effort. I And again, this is a lot of assumptions, but I just feel like basically they probably took a look at it and they're like, for how much effort it takes us to update, are we bringing it to the PS5? Okay, if we're going to dedicate that much time and money and resources, who's using it? Is there a lot of people using it? No. Okay, then like, why are we investing? And so like any other business decision, I will say for myself, I didn't use it a lot uh, like the two of you, but where it did shine for me uh, was things that it's like a lot of my friends weren't interested in, but they were multiplayer games. And so I was like, okay, for instance, when I was getting to the Souls games, which started with Bloodborne, I'm like, I'm getting my butt kicked. Like, this would be nice if someone else had this game. But at the time, a lot of my other friends weren't really into the Souls stuff yet. So you go to communities and it's like, oh, okay, look at all these other guys and they're all helpful. Like they're like, hey, either do this, uh, you know, here's some reading notes. Here's how to get better. And if all that doesn't work, send me like a DM and I'll help you. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool. And that carried forward to Dark Souls 3 where I, I actually used it myself where I'm like, hey, I'm getting my ass kicked from this one boss. Can anyone help me? And tons of people came and like set offer to help me like whenever I needed it. So I do think it would work good there. Anthem was another good one. A lot of my friends saw through that shenanigans and didn't buy the game. And I was the only one stupid enough to get it. So, you know, when I was looking for people to play, you could use that there. So am I going to be a little sad to see it gone? Yes. But once last time I used it, Anthem. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. It, it's, it's sad, but also like, I just think they're not using like they're not going to go forward with it because people aren't using it or at least the overwhelming majority. Right. So it, it does make sense to me. It's, it's business. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about the I think it was last week or the week before about the uh, the movie rentals and movie purchases. But I say I, and we said before, too, I, I we're speculating, but I think there's probably something that PlayStation's working on, um, perhaps their own streaming service. Um, I, I, I don't feel like they would just take away something for the sake of taking it away. There's a re reason for it. I think it's probably because people aren't using it as much as they would w hope for. You know, there, there's so many things where you go on the forums and people are like, why is this not a feature on uh, PlayStation yet? Why is this not a feature? And then they do it and it's like, oh, it's because only 4,000 people wanted to do it. So um, I expect we're going to get some new things coming out of Sony pretty soon. Uh, and I'm excited to see what they're going to do. Okay. Well, I think we did that good. We did that one a good service. So we move on to number three, Jade Raymond's new studio to develop new IP exclusive for Sony. This one comes from gamesindustry.biz. Take away Curtis. Jade Raymond has formed a new independent developed team developed 
development team called Haven Entertainment Studios. Based in Montreal, Canada, the studio and its first game has received funding from Sony. The debut title will be an original IP for PlayStation. According to Sony, the new studio is named because its games will serve as havens for players, a concept that extends to the team itself, which will champion transparency and mutual respect. And this looks like it might be a quote from her. I could not be more excited about this opportunity to return to my roots and work with this talented team to create a new IP together, said Raymond. Launching an independent studio with the backing of Sony Interactive Entertainment gives us full freedom to push boundaries with the support of a publisher that deeply understands the creative process of making games and is known for exceptional quality and a person and a player first approach. Uh, so yeah, that's basically that summed up. Um, I, I kind of like made points of her entire career to see like what I felt about it. I don't know. Like Chris, I think you're already aware of her career. So maybe you have some insight. Yeah. Uh, did you want me to just go through this list or? Yeah, sure. Why, why not? Uh, so a little over her history. Uh, 2002, she worked on The Sims Online as a producer. Um, 2007, Assassin's Creed, uh, producer. 2008, uh, Metal Gear Solid 4, Guns of Patriots. Uh, obviously, that's with Konami as a director. Uh, then Assassin's Creed 2, Assassin's Creed Bloodlines. Uh, 2013, Tom Clancy's uh, Splinter Cell Blacklist. Uh, and then Watch Dogs in 2014, uh, the infamous 2014 Assassin's Creed <laughs> Unity, um, 2014 Far Cry 4, 2015 The Mighty Quest for Epic Loot, uh, and 2017 Star Wars Battlefront 2. So obviously there's some a scale of really good stuff and really bad stuff in that mm. list. Um, yeah. But nonetheless uh she's worked on some major titles yeah her career is interesting when you look at it right like you go from spin to a lot of big developers but then also made some weird choices like stadia and you know going recently, to ea yeah. for star wars games uh which probably in the background sounded like a great idea until you get to ea and they're like oh, star wars games we just shoot we shoot 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 <laughs> it's just like wait what no you can do other things like no <laughs> just battlefront put a epic storyline in that game let's see how well that sells this shouldn't piss people off <laughs> don't so, forget the pay to win I, aspect yep yeah that shouldn't piss anyone off either so i i don't know i look at this and i saw a lot of really optimistic people out there uh just like oh yeah like what a win for sony when you go through this list and I know I'm coming off as super negative, but like, I think Chris, you summed it up perfectly. Like there's as many hits as hit misses here. Yeah. Uh, possibly more misses. Like when I look at watchdogs like that, I, I wouldn't want that on my resume. Like that was a huge failure in my opinion. Uh, it's sold, but you know, you've kind of seen how watchdogs is projected since then. Um, Assassin's Creed unity, not great. Far cry four. I don't think it was horrible. It's just, it's forgettable. Quest for Epic Loot, meh. Battlefront 2, meh. Uh, yeah, and then Sims Online, like, I don't know. I guess that's just not my cup of tea, so I, I can't really state. But I guess the rest are all fine. Like, Assassin's Creed, uh, one's, you know, decent, but two, I think, is most people's favorites. Like, mm -hmm. I think they re remember that one fondly. Yeah, I mean, uh, you needed a decent enough number one to get a sequel. I mean, the first game ends and it says, now purchase Assassin's Creed 2. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, guess what? We hope you have more money in that wallet. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, 
it's interesting. I, I don't, I, I still feel like it's like almost like a trap. Like they're like, Hey, like look at all the open world. She's calling it Haven. Cause it's open world. But I just as much suspect that her next game could be not that whatsoever. It could mm-hmm. be something totally new. And why wouldn't you want to take advantage of that? Like this is your new studio and you're finally like free, right? Mm-hmm. Like, no one's really going to tell you what to do anymore. So, yeah, I don't know. This is one I'm going to keep an eye on. Like, oh, I, yeah. I definitely want to see what's going to happen with it. Am I super optimistic right now just based on what I'm seeing? No, but I'm not, like, overly pessimistic either. I'm not going to be like, yeah, this is terrible. So, it's just, for Sony, it's great. It's another IP. Let's invest in people and not just buy an entire giant conglomerate and then pretend that's our first party lineup. <laughs> yeah that's synchronization right there um so yeah i don't know do you have any thoughts curtis no not really i'm just kind of hoping that it's maybe not going to be a lot of the same games or maybe that might be a good thing like if they can manage to get a decent team together and maybe pull some of these games away from the current developers that maybe might be overwhelmed or have a track record for putting out subpar games like if you can give it to stagnant a stagnant formula yeah, if you can give it to someone else, maybe see what they can do with it. Not necessarily a uh, a refresher or a revival, but maybe see if they can put their own little spin on it. I'm excited. I have hopes. Uh, Sony's latest new new IPs have all been bangers. So, yeah. Oh, for sure. I'm excited. So we're going to go from positive news to not as positive news. Uh, this one's but expected. Four. Expected news. <laughs> yeah, but expected. Activision announces layoffs at company while giving CEO a nice bonus. This one comes from IGN. Bloomberg, wow, Bloomberg reports that the layoffs affected less than 2% of the company's employees. 2% translates to roughly 190 employees. 50 of those employees worked in Activision esports division. U.S. workers laid off will receive a minimum of 90 days of severance and health benefits for up to a year and each employee laid off was given a $200 in gift card to battle.net. Wow. Battle.net. Now we can get more loot boxes for overwatch. <laughs> it's like, I can't afford my mortgage, <laughs> but Tracer's got a great new costume. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I, I can't, Imagine the audacity someone has to have to be like, oh my gosh. That, Thanks I just, for I dedicating can't. your time to the company. <laughs> Here's a gift card for digital goods that you know mean nothing. Which is going to increase my value because when we look at it, we're going to be like, microtransactions are up. So I get a bigger bonus. Thanks for getting laid off. I mean, they still got severance and health benefits for like it's not like it's just the gift cards i know but it still feels like a slap to the face it's like we really knew we really knew that you johnny wanted tracer's new outfit this year like oh my god oh that was good i hope i'm pronouncing this correctly but patetti said the layoffs are partially because of the need to reduce costs and another part of means to free up resources to reallocate to other areas of the company. But it's important to note that he was speaking to SBJ about 50 esports layoffs. Patetti didn't speak to SBJ about the other layoffs. Bloomberg reported as having happened. He said the company learned a lot last year in terms of how the leagues can be structured for online play. 
and it will look to carry forward the best practices from that. Should be also noted in an update to the article, Activision's Blizzard CEO Bobby Kortick is due to receive a $200 million bonus, according to an investment group, after dozens of employees in the company suffer those layoffs we talked about. Uh, Kortick's generous payout is thanks to the clause in his contract, as reported by Kotaku. Kotaku. Uh, Activision Blizzard's strong performance in the stock market throughout the pandemic made him eligible for the $200 million bonus. Uh, so yes, uh, we, we don't have enough money to keep you employed, but, uh, ka-ching, ka-ching. Thoughts, boys? I mean, you heard our thoughts in the laughter of the <laughs> gift card. I mean, uh, we've, we've talked about it already. It's, it's, it's sad when employees lose their jobs, uh, and then you see the bonuses are, are going to these CEOs, which I, yeah, I mean, it's like, it's a separate thing as he completed his side quests and he got his 200 200 million dollar bonus but yeah i mean uh hopefully these uh talented people will be able to get jobs elsewhere i do understand it's probably a blessing like, <laughs> like it is esports and yes there's a lot less live esports going on right now we have a pandemic like Ooh. for sure Seasonal. but like but if you know that's temporary, like, you know, you're going to try to come back and hit this hard when the pandemic is lesser than or, you know, magically disappears, you know, thoughts and prayers. We all hope it. Uh, yeah, it just feels like if you had that much money, if you're having one of the best years you've ever had, I know you're a company, but like, maybe let's not like lay people off then. If you know, you're not suffering losses here. I get, you know, companies work in mysterious ways and we have different divisions and maybe you're basing that off of how like the esports, you know, is doing versus a company as a whole, but it's just not a good time to lay people off right now in a pandemic. That's just my opinion. Like maybe I'm thinking butterflies and rainbows, but it just seems a little whatever. And then I do want to point out too, for some context that uh, when we're laughing like hyenas because of tracers outfits and like gift cards, I do want to say I'm not I'm not trying to make light of the situation of someone getting laid off more so that it, it rings so unbelievable and like crazy to me that I think that's what sparks the hilarity of like, I cannot believe you just like it'd be like firing a cashier, but offering him like a severance pay of a shopping cart. I just <laughs> like, why? Why would you do this? That just seems like an offensive deed. But uh, I don't know. I don't think we have to go on forever about this. I think Curtis looks like he's been done 10 minutes ago. So we move on to number five. More free games heading your way. Take it away, Chris. Uh, this one comes from Polygon. Uh, we got some free games coming. Woohoo! Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn plus another nine indie games will be free to everyone while, uh, with a PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 5 beginning next month as Sony expands its efforts to support folks keeping safe and socially distant in the final stages. I like how they say final stages of the COVID-19 pandemic. Hopefully we are there. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition will be available free between April 19th uh, and ends on May 14th. Uh, a PlayStation Plus subscription is not necessary to access the game, which is fantastic. That is pretty nice. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn follows Ratchet and Clank 2016. Uh, which was made available at the beginning of March to anyone with a PlayStation console. Uh, Ratchet & Clank is available into the end of the March month. 
Uh, beginning March 25th, players will also get access to nine more games, uh, five of them for the PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, and four for PSVR. Uh, they are Abzu, Enter the Gungeon, Res Infinite, Subnautica, and The Witness for standard consoles, and Astrobot Rescue Mission, Moss, Thumper, and Paper Beast for PlayStation VR. Uh, those nine games will be available on April 22nd. Be available until? Uh, yes, sorry. Those nine games will be available until April 22nd. And yeah, they'll be there on March 25th. So for me, I don't have a VR yet, so a good chunk of those games aren't for me, but I do think I am planning on getting the next VR iteration, so I'm going to be like just hitting, like, let's go on all those games when available. I think I just did it actually for the monthly game, uh, Farpoint, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, Yeah, just because like, I feel like I'm going to get the next one, so start, you know, it's going to be great to pop in and be like, oh, I have all these games already. Yeah, that's why I always tell if you have a PlayStation. I remember, yeah, I got one buddy who didn't have a PlayStation 4 at the time, but had PlayStation Plus, I think. Or was it? I can't remember the order of things. But I was like, make sure you add those games to your library, even if you don't have a system to play them on right now. Mm-hmm. That way, when you do get the system or do get the hardware like the VR, then you have like a, a decent library to go through. So I'm looking forward to some of these. I played a lot of these, though. Have you played Horizon, Curtis? I've played it. Okay. I oh, haven't yeah, beat it. I guess. No, and neither have I, but I keep telling myself I need to go back. Uh, Ratchet and Clank, it's not really a series for me, uh, though for free, like maybe if I'm extremely bored, I should try it. I just, it's not my type of humor. I feel like it is a lot, uh, it has similarities humor-wise to like Borderlands, and that's not my humor either. Um, so whatever, like, they're all fine, and I just think the idea of giving people free games right now is just a good thing, so... Yeah, yay. exactly. Free games are free games. And I just think it's a positive thing in general for a time where you're stuck at home, let's give you something to do. There's also a lot of value. PS5. Yeah. There's a lot of value in Subnautica. That game is... Uh, there's many, many hours you can get out of that one, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know about the rest, but... Uh, All I say is let's go get those games. So we're going to move on to number six. People are actually completing Ghosts of Tsushima. This one comes from a Destructoid, and we give it to Curtis. Based on a new trophy scouring report from Ungeek, Ghost of Tsushima is one of the most finished open-world games on the PlayStation platform, but it still only clocks in at about 50.2% completion rate for the main story. And that is actually quite high considering, you know, well... We'll hit a list later on, but the report looked at many other open-world titles of the modern era and found that only Marvel's Spider-Man beat out Ghost of Tsushima with a 50.8% completion rating. So here's kind of a, a better list here. So we got, yeah, Marvel Spider-Man 50.8, Ghost of Tsushima at 50.2, Assassin's Creed Origin 38.2, Far Cry 5 36.7, Days Gone 34.7, and now Horizon Zero Dawn is 34.1. Assassin's Brings up Creed... our previous point. <laughs> yep, exactly. I am part of the statistic. Yeah, I am part of that too, yep. Assassin's Creed Odyssey is at a flat 30%. Witcher 3, which I understand completely, is 29.8%. I, I was actually going to say exactly <laughs> that. I totally understand that. That is a daunting game. Even I also even, understand the next one. Yeah, Walking Simulator. Oh, sorry, I mean Death Stranding is 286 
Actually, that one was uh, retitled uh, Bellhop Simulator 2020. I just want you to know. Delivery Simulation. Red Dead Redemption 2 sitting at 28.2%. Watch Dogs 2 at 24.9%. And uh, the nice November release, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, sitting at a pretty lowly 19.8%. I will say, though, that game's fairly new. Give it some time. It will probably at least get into the 20 percentile. Yeah, for me... Of those 12 games, I have 11 of them done. So, damn. but you are Val- the Val- platinum trophies. Yeah, I, I'd have to give me a minute to do the math and see how many of those I have platinums in. But uh, Valhalla is the only one I don't have done, and that's because it's, it's too new still. Give me another year. I've only got five of those I've, games complete. <laughs> I, I've played nine of those games, and I've completed one, two, three. Yep, I've completed three of them. <laughs> so I am apparently a statistic. I checked the math too. Of the 12, 10 of them I have platinums. Dang. The only one I don't is Valhalla, obviously, because I'm not even done it. And yeah. Red Dead Redemption 2, because holy shit, kill me now. That would take forever. That one has probably the most yeah. multiplayer um, trophies, which is not something I've been interested in right now. So if I could get a crew together, that would be pretty cool, I think. But I haven't found enough people to play the game at the same time. So, yeah. Yeah, I played, uh, what is it? Marvel Spider-Man I beat, Ghost of Tsushima, Red Dead Redemption, and that's it. Um, I don't know. I just find, you know, when games overstay their welcome, I can burn out pretty quickly. I, I'm one of those. I'm like a, s- a shooting star. You know, I, I go hard. I burn hard. And then I just fizzle out and become dust. Yeah. I mean, and their definition of like open world is a little skewed, I think, because Marvel's Spider-Man, yes, it is an open world game, but when you can get across the whole map in less than 60 seconds, uh, I think that's just, it, it's, a, I mean, yes, it's open world, but you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's different to calculate where like Ghost of Tsushima, mm-hmm. if I want to run across the whole map of Ghost of Tsushima, it's going to take me like, I don't even know if you tried it. If you started at the bottom all the way to the top, probably take you like 15, 20, 30 minutes, maybe. I don't know. Just running, if you, I mean, maybe a horseback. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, there's there's a difference in the scale of open world, but there's some impressive numbers. Fifty point two percent completion for Ghost of Tsushima. I find that is a a, a really crazy rate because that is not a short game. Like Spider Man, no. that's a short. You can get through Spider Man pretty quick. Ghost of yeah. Tsushima. If you just did the main story in that game, like that still takes a good chunk of hours. So. Yep. It's impressive numbers. No, I, I think it's a good congratulations to Ghost of Tsushima. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. I am definitely biased. I love that game last year. It's my game of the year. So, Did you? <laughs> <laughs> Have I not said? We all uh, loved it. I so, yeah, going still in. Still not even played it. Sorry. Yeah. You love it. You would love it. <laughs> So yeah, we're going to number seven. This one is our first look at the next PlayStation VR controllers. This one comes from Blaze, wow, PlayStation, PlayStation <laughs> blog. This is from Hidayaki Nishino. Nishino. I'm going I'm so sorry about the names. I can't read words. Senior Vice President, Platforming, uh, Platform Planning and Management. Here's the quotes. Following the recent reveal of our next generation virtual reality system for PS5, I'm excited to unveil more details about the new controller that will play a critical role in providing gamers with the VR experience we're working to deliver. Our new VR controller speaks to our mission 
of achieving a much deeper sense of presence and stronger feeling of immersion in VR experiences. It will build upon the innovation we introduced with the DualSense wireless controller, which changed how games feel on the PS5 by unlocking a new way to tap into the sense of touch. Now we're bringing that innovation to VR gaming. When it comes to design, first thing you'll notice is our next-gen VR controller is the unique design, which takes on an orb shape that allows you to hold the controller naturally while playing a high degree, sorry, with playing with a high degree of freedom. There are no constraints on how you're moving your hands, providing developers with the ability to create unique gameplay experiences. We also designed the new controller with great ergonomics in mind, so it's well-balanced and comfortable to hold in each of your hands. We applied learning from testing users with a range of hand sizes, as well as decades of insights from controllers across all PlayStation platforms. The result is an iconic design that will change how VR games are played. The new controller enables players to feel and interact with games in a much more visceral way. There are several features, including key features uh, from the DualSense controller, which match our vision for what next generation VR games can be. Uh, those features include adaptive triggers, haptic feedback, finger touch detection, tracking, and action buttons slash analog sticks. Uh, these look great. I'm and super excited. I can't, I can't believe they actually got like adaptive triggers, haptic feedback, all that stuff into these as well. Like mm -hmm. this, I mean, I'm just jumping right into it and choking on my tongue again. So I'm sorry. That's just my excitement. I'm choking on my own excitement. And uh, yeah, like I just, if the new headset is anything as like innovative as these controllers look like they're going to be, I think we have just like, like something incredible coming our way. Yeah. I feel like um, the first gen version of their VR system was like them just sticking their toe in the water, just testing to see if people are going to buy this thing. Uh, it's not like it was like a throwaway system by any means. It is very good. But I mean, it's like it was just them testing to see if people are interested in it. And now they're like, yes, we are like tripling down on this system. Uh, the controllers look really cool. Um, I mean, it, it even just tells you like the fact that we were using those uh, the PlayStation Move controllers for the VR it's like they're using they're just already using the old system technology to keep it going. Um, so I'm excited for the new controllers for sure. Make sure it doesn't roll off your table. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's a good point. <laughs> I just thought about that. Curious. Them away, probably be there's stands. gotta be a holder. Well, I, I would hope the charger is gonna be some kind of stand. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Saying that though, I'm like, no, they're gonna make me buy it, aren't they? <laughs> it's like yay third-party accessories um yeah i don't know this looks crazy i'm so happy i like what i see i like what i'm reading and i'm just excited for the next vr like i think i was saying before i want it i think when this comes out i really hope the resident evil 8 will release a vr version I just you won't think play that it. no, I won't play it. But I'll watch the rest of you all just cry and scream, and I'll laugh and giggle. Anyway, uh, yeah, I don't. I can't wait. I think we are hearing that uh, they wanted to get ahead of this by releasing this information now because they're very soon releasing this as a dev kit. So devs will start getting these right yeah. away, and that tells me we still probably have a year or two before we ever see this thing. Mm -hmm. But that's fine if you're. 
you know, doing this kind of, you're doing God's work here. That means uh, I think they're doubling down on VR. And hopefully that means we're going to see just an onslaught of awesome VR experiences that come out with this headset, mm-hmm. which is nothing but good stuff. So I think we're done with that article. We're going on to number eight. Sony Japan is ready to fight. This one comes from Kotaku and we're giving it to Chris. The world's largest fighting game competition, Evolution Championship Series, uh, known as EVO, has been purchased by Sony Interactive Entertainment, the Japanese corporation announced today. Uh, EVO co-founders Tom and Tony Cannon plan to stay on as key advisors. Joining Sony in the acquisition is RTS, a new esports organization recently formed by uh, sports marketing company Endeavor. Uh, This is in quotes. Fighting games have been a vital part of PlayStation's legacy and our community since the very beginning. We've been thrilled to partner with Evo over the years, said Stephen Roberts, Sony's vice president of global competitive gaming. Uh, This joint acquisition with RTS marks a new chapter of collaboration with Evo's co-founders, Tom and Tony Cannon, and their passionate community of fighting game fans. Fight. Yep, I don't know. This is uh, this was a weird one when I read it. Honestly, I don't think anyone could have predicted this. But uh, I, you know, I kind of did a little homework, and yeah, I guess it seems fighting games are very popular on the PlayStation platform. And we actually have some exclusive ones. Like I think me and Chris right away go to like Capcom's Street Fighter Five being console exclusive. But I'm hearing things like Guilty Gear's exclusive. Uh, there's a third one. I'm not. I can't remember the name of, but that was platform exclusive. So though not all of these, obviously, like, you know, I, 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 there's a lot of people that love um, the Smash Brothers competitively, but I think for your traditional fighting games, like, yeah, you're seeing a lot of them played on the PlayStation consoles, uh, though it did go on further to say that they're not going to just make it console exclusive. Uh, it, it sounds like they're actually going to play nicely, which is, you know, a good thing to hear every once in a while. So though I am not the biggest fighting game fan. Uh, I'm not against it in any way. Like one of my favorite series is Mortal Kombat. Uh, don't know why, as I'm not a big fighter guy. I just, I'm stuck in that thing since childhood. I guess it's how Zelda fans exist still. Cause they're like, I remember this in my childhood. It still must be great. And I must be doing the same thing with Mortal Kombat. Uh, so what do you guys think? You're going to be watching some esport fights. No. <laughs> that's a no. lie curtis there's also a final fantasy uh fighting one too right wasn't it like Desea or something Ur- it was called urgis i will urgis what Ur- it was Ur- an old one no there's a I newer one song about there's the city is that what but, is it okay but there, but there was another one as well well there might have been yeah well i remember it um yeah for me i yeah this isn't any interest for me I'm not a fighting games guy, so I'll play them like when they're like you're socially together with people because it's fun. But I, yeah, I don't really get enjoyment out of them as much as those other people for sure. So, oh, and for sure, and I'm not I'm a, a big masher. esports guy. <laughs> button masher. I'm not a big esports guy oh, either. Yeah. So, like, it's not like I was going to watch this anyway. But it's neat, and like, it sounds like a cool avenue for yeah. a PlayStation tryout. If it's good for Sony, then I'm happy. Make them better. Exactly. Uh, so that was a little small article. So we move on to our last article. This one comes from IGN, and I titled it, Our Square Enix Presents Spring 2021 Reaction. Uh, we got a lot in here, so we're just going to go in the order that they basically revealed things. 
uh, basically the first one, Project Athia, the working title for the game by Luminous Productions for PS5 and PC is now officially called Forspoken. Uh, I think we all watched the trailer to this. Uh, Chris definitely, I'm going to say, thought it was the most best looking. Uh, mm -hmm. Curtis, I think, was somewhere in the middle, and then I'm somewhere just behind Curtis and thinking it doesn't look as good as when we first saw it, but, you know, who knows? Maybe I'm just comparing oranges to apples. I mean, it's also early in development, so you can't really give them that much static right now. Yeah, I'm just... I'm just a big old naysayer when it comes to like CG trailer reveals. I'm like, just if you're going to fake show me gameplay. Just don't like wait. But, but they and then did. Nobody has to come back. You know, this is what bit watchdogs in the ass so hard. Cause at the end there was gameplay. I don't think that no, was... no, this second time I'm referring to the first time where it looked like revolutionary. And then I saw this one and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it looks bad at all. That is Ooh. not what I'm trying to say. It right. still looks good. It's just not the same standard that I believe I saw in that first trailer. That's my only point. Sorry. Yeah. No. Yeah. It looked really good. It, in my head, I was comparing it to... Well, I mean, I think Curtis said it better. It's, it's the same people who did uh, Final Fantasy XV. So the world environment looked very similar to that, but more spruced up, obviously, being on the next-gen consoles. So it, it looked good. Yeah. So then we moved on to the biggest part I would say out of the ooh, showcase ooh, ooh. for sure is Marvel's Avengers because everybody wants more Marvel's <laughs> Avengers. All four of the fans that are still playing wanted this news. So they will be adding Black Panther and the War for Wakanda expansion later this year. No date given. I thought that was a little interesting, but I think they don't want to get burned again because all the dates they gave to the prior expansions never fell true. Uh, so yeah, I watched the trailer in this one. It's I don't know. It feels like it's not even five seconds long. You see Black Panther. You hear chanting. A door opens. Boom. It's done. And then they just tell you, wait later this year. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. It, it's not. Is it enough to get me back? I think it's a cool character. I would be excited to play him. I think this is a better idea than, you know, Hawkeye and Kate Bishop, which in my opinion is the same bloody character. Uh, so I always thought that was weird that the first two characters that they released were just the same one with a different reskin, but yay for you guys. So yeah, this one, I don't know. I'm interested. Is it going to bring more players back? We'll see. Um, probably not, but we'll see. <laughs> so we're going to move on to another, I would say, bigger guy. Uh, Life is Strange True Colors will be released on September 10th, 2021. And this brand new game follows the story of Alex Chen, a young woman with a psychic power of empathy while there will be chapter breaks this will not be an episodic game and a full game story will be released at once that is probably the most exciting news i read in all this uh i'm just excited to not have to wait for these weird not always great episodic releases uh you know there's been a history of games that come out episodic that here's episode one and four months later, we'll give you episode two. <laughs> and he's just like, wait, what even happened the first time I played it? I agree with that, but I'm my little, like, it looks good. Let's get past that part already. But my concern is like, this is not going to be an episodic game. Does this mean they're going to be uh, pricing it as a full price game? $69.99, I definitely would think so. Yeah. So it's like, okay, so they're going to get more money out of us by not just making an episodic game. And I'm just, you know, throwing things out here. Uh, I'm going to guess it's a $40 game. Yeah, it can't be full price. But, or, sorry, now with the new thing, let's say it's a $50 game. That, that's going to be my guess. Like $49.99? Yeah. 
I could see. I it, just, yeah. I just looking at it. It's not nothing about it. It's like that's next gen, guys. Like we got to get this game. Yeah. Um, I don't think I though Life is Strange has a title. Like I, I think people hear it and they're like, oh yeah, I've heard of it. You know, it's been around. Um, I just don't know if it's once you said it, just my head was like, I don't know if this is going to be full priced, you know, $70 game, but, uh, I don't, it does look good. Like you said, uh, more so the same, it, it looks a little more polished for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was kind of not into it until the end of the trailer when they start going into the murder mystery. And then I'm like, oh, okay, you got, you got me. Like, I'll probably play this. Mm-hmm. One other thing to add to is that they're going to be remastering uh, the first game and the Before the Storm, which I think was just an expansion type thing or a side story. It was like a prequel to the yeah. first one. Yeah. And but I think it's, it's a standalone gonna be, experience. Yeah. And they're going to combine it, I think, in an Ultimate Edition with this game. So that's one thing to look forward to if you haven't played the other ones. So we've been away from Marvel's Avengers too long for how good and popular that game is. So we come back and the next thing was a new look at Hawkeye. Marvel's Avengers revealed its 2021 roadmap which includes the cloning labs, new gear, new level cap, and a Tyshan Tachyon anomaly event. Oh, yeah, Ant-Man. Replay for the Resemble campaign, new villain sectors, and more. So, I don't know. Last time we got a roadmap, nothing really fell through correctly for that. So, I I don't know if I'm going to get excited about this. And like I said, they're really beating this drum. You know, that horse is dead. He ain't getting up. (laughs) But, I'm waiting you know, for the part on the roadmap where it says end development. <laughs> wow. 2022. <laughs> they don't write it down, though. I don't know. Wouldn't it be funny at the roadmap? It's just like this uh, September, uh, November, we're doing this. And then January 2022, everyone packs up the office and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> <All> the <servers. laughs> yeah. Janitor uh, will turn off lights in February 2020. We'll just Jews. leave it off. We won't we for- turn it back we, on. We yeah. forgot to pay the power bill. Yeah, nobody reminded Brad to wake up. He's still there, so if anyone could call. I got an um, interesting, like, side story I'm going to tell you guys. Um, so for whatever reason, I keep turning the original Little Big Planet on because I created some maps, so I'm trying to get some trophies on it. Uh, and I turned it on the other day, and I get an error saying that the servers are down. So I, I look it up online, and it looks like there was a DDoS attack on Little Big Planet's servers. From some guy that was not games. liking it, where that yeah, where they were not liking where Little Big Planet was going, and this was like three weeks ago, I think. So they had shut wow. down their servers and they just haven't turned it back <laughs> on. So I'm like, are they just deciding where it's like, eh, let's just turn it off, leave it off? I thought it was interesting. It made me laugh. I'm like, eh, yeah, we'll shut down the game now. Can you imagine <laughs> like one guy took you down. It's just yeah. like. This guy's really upset, guys. Like, I don't think we should turn these servers back on. <laughs> I thought, I know, side story, but it was just uh, made me laugh. Okay, so after that, we went to uh, apparently ahead of its April 1st, 2021 release date. Outriders has received a brand new gameplay trailer and six minute deep dive. Uh, yeah, good old Outriders. Looks uh, fine. That, I can't wait to hear the fun joys that people had pre ordered that game on Xbox when they. Now realize it's free on Games Pass, so fun. Anyway, we went on. I, I'm not big into Outriders, if you haven't noticed. It's just it's another game as a service. If you like that kind of stuff, get them, boy. After that, we went to Tomb Raider Definitive Survivor Trilogy. 
uh, has been officially announced and bundles together Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider, and Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Uh, I think we talked about this, me and you, Chris. We, you know, everyone heard the leaks. Yeah. We knew this was kind of happening. Uh, but there it is. If you've missed those games, which I don't know how, but if you did, there you go. I still haven't turned on Shadow of the Tomb Raider, but uh, maybe one day. Uh, Just Cause Mobile got a new trailer, and fans will be able to get support and intel from Rico Rodriguez. I'm not saying any more of those names when it arrives later this year. Uh, I'm not into mobile stuff, so I'm just going to kind of power through this. Project Hitman Sniper Assassins is a new mobile game that is set in the Hitman universe, and it will tell the original story and feature new assassins. Uh, Space Invaders returns with a new mobile collaboration between Square Enix and Tato Game Corp. Sorry, this time there will be new arg augmented reality take on the beloved game. Yay! Uh, Badland Wonderland is a new game from the creator of Sonic the Hedgehog. Receives a new co-op trailer ahead of its release of March 26, 2021. Before you <laughs> pre-order that game, for the love of Christ, look into people's demos. I'm hearing a lot of negative stuff. So please look into this it's game like, before pre-ordering. <laughs> the game that nobody could tell what the game's about. It has co-op. <laughs> yeah, why well, exactly? So they know they what you're gonna be doing. They don't know what to tell you what it is. So what would the chances be that they didn't know how to program it? Uh, and it's from the creators of Sonic, which I love. That some people are like that's a good thing, and I'm sitting back here like it's not a good thing. Um, Bubble Bobble Four Friends, the Baron is back. Is coming to Steam. There you go, Curtis. Grab it. Darius Cosmic <laughs> Revelations flies to PS4 and Switch in late 2021. And the side story pack to Senea Arc. I hopefully I'm saying that right. We'll be arriving in Toho Spell Bubble on Nintendo Switch on March 25th, 2021. That is the entire show summed up, uh, hopefully somewhat quickly. And yeah, I don't know. Nothing revolutionary. The absence of 16 is disappointing. They didn't talk about the um, DLC for Final Fantasy VII Remake, though we kind of know it's coming on this Sony Japan video that's uh, releasing soon. So not surprising on that one. And then, yeah, the other one, too, I'd say they didn't bring up uh, Final Fantasy XIV's expansion. But uh, yeah, that one's, you know, they just kind of had a reveal semi-recently. So I guess I shouldn't be surprised about that either. But uh, Overall, is this a great thing? Not for me, but whatever. It's another small, fun thing. You get to watch the trailers, and it's more stuff, and that keeps you warm at night, so it's not horrible. I don't think I had any high expectations, though, so I'm not, though I, I can't say I'm disappointed. I also won't say it like blew my socks off. I was hoping for at least one surprise, but yeah. I, didn't, I didn't even get that, so... I mean, yeah. yeah, it's not. Come a on, you had her sing "Creep," uh, and you were like, "Oh, it's that girl who hosted this small portion, and it's her singing voice." Hooray! I've never heard someone do, you know, their own version of "Creep" before. Lucifer. Anyway, that is it for all our nine news articles. Curtis, are you disappointed or not disappointed? Uh, in what regard <laughs> of the quality or the quantity of stuff? I would say, let's say. What would you rate that? You don't have to give me a number or like a score, but like, you know, when you see all that, are you optimistic, pessimistic? Honestly, the only thing there that like caught my attention was, yeah, Project Athia. Forspoken is about the only thing that, you know, tickled my fancy. Everything else I could honestly care less. So, yeah. Same. I think that I think we're all pretty much in agreement. I don't think any of us raised our eyebrows at any point so 
I saw you your eyebrows raise when you saw Avengers. Oh, yeah, I was like, Wakanda! If I had <laughs> so, to give it a rating, it would be a solid letter Q. <laughs> <laughs> Life is Q. <laughs> As in, like, sorry, it's actually a QQ, because, you know, crying. Yeah. So, yeah, that is it. I think we got the timely fashion we love so much. So we're going to jump straight into homework. What is homework? Homework is when we do not have enough time to get through all the news articles. So we pick the ones that are least important to my heart. And then we just give you basically the article's name, where to find it, and then you can go educate yourself. So starting with homework, article number one, Watchdog Legion gets crossplay and cross-generation play. This one's from IGN. Go look it up if you're interested in that. What's new in Night City? Well, they're going to give you riddles and shit to figure that out <laughs> because they don't know how to say, oh, jeez. Patch 1.2 development insight. Uh, you can get it right from Cyberpunk website. Uh, they tried to be funny in how they are like releasing like a news article to kind of explain what the updates are as opposed to just saying what the hell the updates are. Do you, do you remember the Am the I same, angry? Like, Am I angry? No, 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 no. Do you know the say like, when they kind of talk like the guy doesn't know how to read the room, that's what this entire thing is. They're <laughs> yes. like, they don't know how to read the room, and they're like, "Well, let's start with a real fun thing. Riddle me this, Batman." And I'm like, "Riddle me this, you fucking idiot!" <laughs> like it all like quirky, funny. Oh yeah, so we've heard the police are uh, doing stupid shit and spawning right next to you when you're. Uh, so yeah, we put you know railed it back a little bit so that. Uh, the police won't spawn on top of you when you do a crime. Did they spawn next to you when you released a broken-ass game? Yeah. <laughs> I took In a the piss wall. on the Yeah, before my piss even hit the wall, the baton hit my head. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> it's like, God damn, he cracked my skull. And I pissed my pants. Uh, so we're going on to the next... <laughs> sorry, sorry. Going on the next piece of homework is Gotham Knights delayed till 2022. Uh, that one's on IGN. Uh, Take the time you year. need. Yeah, exactly. I just we just talked about a game that didn't take the time it needs. So do whatever you have to. I'm not like holding my breath for this game anyway. I do like the Arkham series, but this isn't really the Arkham series. Uh, and I haven't seen anything that really sells me on it yet. So I'm just I'm okay. You know, let it bake, and we'll see what the finished product is in. Are they still working on the Bat Cave? You know, they got to <laughs> dig it out of the hole. You know, fill it with some bats. Drive a car heard, in it. I heard they were going to release it, but then the cops kept showing up too soon. So. <laughs> uh, then the next one, update. Rockstar pays modder $10,000 for fixing GTA's online loading woes. That one's in Destructoid. Fun article. Basically, a modder <laughs> very simply uh, went through and was like, oh, if I change this, uh, your game loads a lot faster. They looked into it, and uh, he wasn't wrong. So, yeah, they gave him $10,000, which is awesome on them to do. Like, and, so, gift and cards? actually implementing it into the game too. So everyone, will, yeah, and Curtis, it like wasn't it. gift cards. It wasn't like gift Chris cards. It wasn't <laughs> gift cards. Online currency for Rockstar uh, GTA Online. And then our last one: Ubisoft warns against fake Far Cry Six demos from Game Informer. Uh, yeah, just stop accepting anything that comes in your emails nowadays. Because we just talked about this for Resident Evil uh, Eight before too. Uh, you're not special. You're not getting an exclusive demo. <laughs> Just like mom used to say to me when she yelled at me in the shower. <laughs> you're not special, special and oh. you don't get free demos. Oh. Uh, so guess what? We finished. Holy Morty. Uh, so anyway, thank you for joining us yet again. Like I always say, your time is the most valuable currency. And we just appreciate 
appreciate you giving us any of that good sweet how do we start charging the microtransactions for their time (laughs) (laughs) wow whatever we'll give them a gift card when we're done uh (laughs) so the next podcast (laughs) yes thanks again for joining us we see you next monday until next week Uh, bye 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 guys let's get some intro no you just gotta leave it as i (gasps) i hope that gets picked up Oh, the mic definitely picked up. <laughs> I thought you were talking about your grandpa. Grandpa <laughs> Ergus. Ergus. Yeah. Came, came by on the boot. <laughs> you to beat the shit out of me. <laughs> Curtis, do you know what empathy is? No. Raider, definitive savior trilogy. Sur- uh, Survivor. What did I say? Savior. savior. Ooh. Sexy. No, Not FF surprising 16 either. I literally just said that. <laughs> what? Did I you? literally said that twice. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were talking about some other game. No. No. Uh, How many other 16 games? <laughs> I never even heard you say 16. <laughs> Why do you hate me? Why I do you hate out. me? I zoned out.